0: Hi everyone, my name is the Senator, and I'm crazy about books. I love reading them aloud, but my brothers can only sit still for about 20 seconds before they just run off or start screaming and wrestling. So I've decided to share my love of reading with you guys. I hope that you enjoy. Hey, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Wow, I can't believe that I procrastinated so long yet again. Wow, go me. Okay, but um, to continue on, we're not even going to give excuses because, yeah, it was just plain old procrastination. You don't have to forgive me. um, But if you want to, if you don't hate me, You can keep listening to the show, and we are going on to chapter 46. Chapter 46 I wouldn't scream if I were you, the figure with the weapon warned them. I'm not afraid to use a melder, and you will not enjoy it. He pointed the metal gadget at Sophie's forehead. A few seconds will only stun you. Any more will cause permanent damage. Do you understand? You wouldn't do that with humans around, Sophie said, hating her voice for shaking. The bridge wasn't crowded, but there were a few people going out for evening strolls. One of them would notice the three figures in black hooded cloaks threatening children and call the police. All three figures laughed, and the one with the weapon, who appeared to be the leader, moved a step closer. They have no idea we're here. He pulled a small black orb from his cloak. This is an obscurer. It bends light and sound around us like a force field. Anyone... All anyone can hear or see right now is wind and a slight distortion in the air, like heat waves raining off the gro- radiating off the ground. Sophie reached for Dex's hand. They were on their own. I don't know how you escaped, the leader hissed as he handed a coil of silver rope to one of his goons, but you can rest assured it won't happen again. Sophie bit her lip so she wouldn't cry out as the goon jerked her hands behind her back and tied them tight. "'How did you find us?' "'The black swan must have thought we were wouldn't check our own pathways. Let that be a lesson to you. Never underestimate your opponent.' "'If you're not the black swan, who are you?' Sophie demanded. "'Wouldn't you like to know?' The goon sneered as he tied her ankles. The cold metal, metal wire cut into her skin, but she barely felt it as she focused all her concentration on calling for help. "'Please, Fitz,' she transmitted, imagining him in the halls of Everglen. Her brain buzzed with energy, and she pushed her mind further than she ever had before. "'We're in Paris, Point Alexandra Third. We need help. Tell your dad, and please hurry!' Maybe adrenaline enhanced her concentration." Or maybe it was wishful thinking, but the message seemed stronger this time, like she could actually feel it, swirl swirling Fitz's mind as he struggled to ignore it. Please listen to me. I'm not dead, but I might be if you don't come. Please send help. Strong arms shook her shoulders so hard her brain rattled, severing her connection. She was transmitting again, the goon yelled. Never heard a call that loud either. We should get out of here in case anyone heard her. Agreed. And don't try that again unless you want to find out what the melder would do to your powerful little brain. Understood? The leader pointed the weapon between her eyes. She swallowed the bile, filling her mouth. What are you going to do with us? It's none of your business. Let's go. Dex hadn't said a word since the kidnappers appeared. Sophie figured he was in shock, but he must have been channeling, because in one rapid burst, he ripped his Bart bonds apart and jumped free. Duck, Sophie, he screamed. She dropped to the ground as a beam of energy whizzed past her. Another blast of from the melder missed Dex as he slammed the leader to the ground and knocked the weapon from his hand. The other goon grabbed the weapon and blasted Dex in the chest. Dex flew backward and collapsed on the ground, his body jerking in a seizure. Maybe I didn't make myself clear. The leader growled as he dusted his cloak and snatched the melder from his goon. He pointed it at Dex's chest and delivered another blast. Dex thrashed and flailed, strange gurgling sounds coming from his throat. Stop, Sophie begged. "We'll We'll cor- cooperate, please, just stop. Of course you'll cooperate. You have no choice. He blasted Dex again, and this time Dex didn't move. His blank, lifeless eyes stared into nothing and Sophie squeezed her eyes shut to block the image. "'He'll be fine,' she told him herself. "'He's just unconscious.' "'Get your hands off me!' she screamed as a goon yanked her to her feet. A bony white hand squeezed her arm, and she memorized every detail of the pale scar between his thumb and forefinger so she could track him down and find him. The line was white and crescent-shaped, with jagged points, almost like a bite.' The word triggered a flood of memories, vivid and clear, and this time they were her memories. You, she gasped, jerking her head around to get a better look at him. The deep cowl of his cloak hid his face, but she knew who was hiding in the shadows. I know you. You know nothing, he growled, but there was a dash of uncertainty in his voice. He shoved her forward, laughing when her bound ankles made her stumble. Stop playing around, the leader yelled at his coon. Get rid of the boy while I take the girl back to the keep. You can't do that, Sophie Sophie shrieked. How are you going to stop us, the leader asked when he pointed the melder at her forehead. He snorted when she didn't say anything. That's what I thought. Something inside her snapped as she watched the scarred goon heft Dex's limp body over his shoulder and take him away to kill him. She'd heard of seeing red but this wasn't red this was fierce black hate it clouded her mind until it consumed her all sound vanished as her whole body shook with a frenzy she didn't understand she pushed the anger and darkness out of her mind needing to be free of it when the last ounce of hatred was gone her vision cleared and all three figures were slumped on the ground holding their heads and writhing in pain Her bonds snapped like they were made of paper, and her muscles strengthened by the strange energy still pumping through her. She ran to Dex. His body was limp as she pulled him free, but she could feel a weak pulse. If she didn't get him to Elwyn, he would- If she got him to Elwyn, he would be okay. He had to be okay. He couldn't die because of her. She fumbled through the heavy-set figure's cloak and grabbed his pathfinder. She spun the crystal and locked it into place on the facet it stopped on hoping it wouldn't take her to one of their secret hideouts. She didn't have any other options, so she just had to take the chance. It didn't matter where they went, just so long as there were elves there to help. Then she flung Dex over her shoulder, barely noticing the extra weight, took a deep breath, and imagined her concentration wrapping around Dex's body like an aura. When she had hold on him, she held the pathfinder up and stepped into the light, letting it pull them away. The pain was almost unbearable, but she held on, refusing to let the leap beat her. The light was a force, battering her, pulling and pushing in so many different directions, she couldn't tell if she was being ripped apart or crushed. When she was nearly to her breaking point, the rushing sound slowed, and the tug-of-war lessened, and then the scenery glittered all around her. She forced one last ounce of her Concentration around Dex as the light whisked away, not allowing it to take any part of him with it. The pain faded, and for one glorious second, she thought they might actually be okay. Then her legs collapsed. They hit the ground hard, and Dex groaned from the impact. At least she knew he was still alive. She tried to to turn to see if he was awake, but she couldn't move her head. She couldn't feel her body. It was like her brain wasn't connected anymore and she had an overwhelming urge to let go, drift with the gentle breeze tugging at her skin, and follow after the parts of her that the light had dragged away. She was fading. She must have lost too much of herself in the leap. For a moment, she surrendered, closing her eyes as the warmth surrounded her. But she couldn't leave Dex. She had to hold on until she was safe. She summoned every last bit of concentration and transmitted as far as she could. It's Sophie, Fitz. Dex is hurt, and I'm too weak to help him. Please come. I can't hold on much longer. She could see him with her mind's eye, in his room this time. It was a place she'd never seen, and she couldn't be sure if she was really seeing it now or if it was all her imagination. But when she called his name, he turned and looked at her. Please, Fitz. I need your help. He turned away, and his hands grabbed something. A tiny purple albatross and the note she'd given him with it. If she could have felt her chest, her heart would have skipped a beat. I went to your funeral, he thought. I'm not dead. Not yet. I need your help. Her mind grew weak from the effort, but she fought against the weariness overtaking her and clung to the concentration. Please, Fitz, you have to come before it's too late. Her hazy eyes scanned the scenery, searching for a landmark that might explain where she was. She re- was relieved they were out in the open, with no signs of kidnappers. But that also meant they were on their own, and if Fitz hadn't come- didn't come- There's a tree here, Fitz. Part of it has green leaves, and part of it has flowers, and part of it has snow. It's huge. You'll know where that- is. if you know where that is, please hurry. She projected the image to him. I'm so tired. Please help us. We don't have much time. She couldn't see Dex, but she could hear his labored breathing. She wondered how much longer he could hold on. Would it be long enough for someone to find him? The gentle breeze tugged at her and she couldn't resist any more. I'm so sorry, Dex, she transmitted, not sure if he was conscious. I'm sorry I'm not strong enough to save you. The warmth painting across her mind, the warmth painted across her mind, and she sank into it, a world of blinding rainbow sparkle no cares or worries, just rushing air and freedom. A faint sound yanked her back to reality, steps pounding close by. Footsteps. Someone was coming. Somehow, she managed to pull her eyes open. The world was blurry, but she could see feet approaching her. Three pairs of feet in dark clothes. No, she would not let the kidnappers take her again. She wouldn't go back to that dark, horrible place. I'm sorry I couldn't wait for you to get here, Fitz. I tried. Then she released her last tiny hold on reality and let the blinding light sweep her away. Okay, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening and see you next time.